you know, here's the thing. I see you all in the chat. I can see you all talking, and I know that we're late, okay? And that's on me. I'm going to take this one. Sometimes it's it's Doc because he's just uh, building his ego before he comes on air. Sometimes it's Will <laughs> because he's just, like, running the company. But either way, I'm sorry. This one's on me, and I hope that we make it good for you. Uh, I promise that we appreciate everybody who's out there right now in the chat. We love you so, so much. And you're all beautiful people. And so with that, what is up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horton. This is this is the NWA. It's the show celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. Of course, we're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. And we are fresh off of a hot episode of NWA Superpower. I got my fans on. All of them right Ooh. now. And uh, that voice you hear over there heating up a little too much needs to bring it back some is uh, Will Martin. Hey, Will. Sorry, I'll stand back here. Uh, <clears throat> well, he is on fire tonight. Uh, what's up, everyone? Great episode of Superpower. Excited to get into it with my best buds. So let's do it. Yeah. And then the other person down below who's probably already having a, celebra a celebratory shot or a drink of some kind because uh, Strictly Business is back in business for sure, as if they ever left. But now they officially have three of the titles, but we'll get to that. Anyway, there he is, the doctor, Rob Stinson. Hey, Doc. That's right. This is one of those nights where it just feels like everything is right in the world. So, <laughs> except except, except uh, the company that I have to keep. <laughs> so... <laughs> Man, I feel like I let into you like with a kind of a nice attitude. Uh, but if you don't, if you're not roasting your buddies, then you're not really buddies. Okay. That's if okay. You're not roasting your buddies. You're not really buddies. I feel like I have to come out like, hey, look, look, you look like an idiot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Gary is dumb, means, dumb. Yeah. That's me. I'm not, I'm just not good. <laughs> well, uh, so if you're still out there in the chat and you're following along, we uh, appreciate you. I see Clackman. I see you. You fired me uh already but uh we we're still here so we're staying on the air just to hang out with you guys willie ryan ra marlin big steve master blaster or master blitzer or I, i'm honestly not sure john gaunt eric jones uh there's popeye in the chat uh terry mcdermott and uh just uh, the whole lot of you we're so happy you're here. I just wanted to give some shout-outs up top. And we're going to get to more shout-outs at the end. If you stick with us, we'll hang out with you for a little bit and talk to you about NWA Superpower tonight. We hope you had as good of a time as I know that we did. This show was hot. Two title matches and every other match was epic. So it's a lot to get into. Uh, I promise this starting after, after this week, I swear, I make a solemn vow to you all. Uh, I know that you guys have a lot of fun with the special guests show up. And so we're going to work on having more and more of those on this show. Uh, the, the powers that be want that to happen also. Uh, but tonight was such a stacked episode. We got a lot to talk about and we want to include you guys in it because we just want to get a feel for the NWA community and see what you guys think. So right now, let's jump in. We got Joe Galley, Tim Storm, Velvet Sky on the call as per usual on this episode of Superpower, and uh, the very first match already in the ring, Pope making that sixth TV title defense, taking on the number one contender, Sal Renaro. And Sal, obviously, he's not in perfect condition here. Uh, that attack last week, if you missed that from Colby Carino, my God, you got to go back and take a look at that. Clips are all over online. It's a viral incident. 
uh, I would call it a moment, but that feels like it's giving it disrespect. Like it's a, it's a thing that happened that nobody's proud of except probably Colby Carino. But anyway, Sal able to get back in the ring tonight. Uh, although clearly, like I said, he's not 100%, uh, Pope, very respectful of Sal in this matchup, uh, not being nearly as aggressive as he could be. You could tell that, uh, he was, laying off the actual injured uh, arm of Sal or shoulder. I, I think Tim Storm gave us a report that he had like a separated clavicle or something like that. So, uh, but honestly, even still at 100%, there was just something going on here. Pope was outclassing Sal Renaro in this matchup. He just, Pope is firing on all cylinders right now. And he is, he looks seemingly unstoppable. Sal tries a bit. He lands a uh, swift super kick at one point that it looks like caught Pope off guard and knocked him out, but unfortunately just not enough. Couldn't get the three on him. And finally in the corner, uh, Pope hits a cutter on Sal and led directly into the Elijah express. And at that point, as they say, it's scientific. It's a one, two, three, the Pope, retains the TV title, and he has now earned six wins toward his lucky seven. One more, and this dude has a title shot. Uh, Doc, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this matchup with Sal Renaro and the Pope? There were there were several things going through my head. I made a, a, a several notes about this. One, um, it was really a mathematical equation from the beginning. If you if you remember what happened last week with Colby Carino, and and I was surprised that Sal even showed up this week uh, to to meet this challenge. Um, but that speaks to the kind of heart that Sal has. I don't think you know I've been critical of Sal in the past for for this and that, but you know, we, we you cannot help but respect the man. This is the man who was the first to ever walk through the curtain. In a you know in the power studio, he and uh, Billy Buck, I believe, took on the Dawsons in the very first episode of Power, about all the way back in October of 2019. And it has been a long road that he's navigated to finally get himself in, in position to win a, a championship. To be like he was saying, three seconds away. All he needed was three seconds. But really, we didn't see the best version of Sal tonight. We saw the best of his heart, but physically, it just wasn't going to happen. And on the flip side, you're looking at. Um, the Pope, man. The Pope is as hot as anybody in the world of wrestling. He's he's looking great. Physically, he's well-oiled. He's technically tuned up. Uh, you just remember back uh, when he won that championship and the brutality that he suffered when he, when he won that. And then him giving that just that epic speech and showing his heart and where, you know, the respect that he has for the tradition of the National Wrestling Alliance. And that respect, you know, was apparent tonight in his regard that he showed uh Sauronaro. but remember wrestling is a it's it's a prize fight it's a it's a, it's a combat sport and i'm concerned that the pope might be a little bit too classy that he might be too willing to be too deferential because really even being hurt Sauronaro was still three seconds away and there was still a, a minute and some change left in this match anything could happen so my, my thing is like look pope if you want to go for if you want to really be the guy that's going to face Nick Aldis and take that belt, you're going to have to have more killer instinct. Well, uh, you know, I want your thoughts on the match, obviously. And then just uh, as we throw here, there was some jaw jacking that occurred because one man, he's not going to be able to be classy. Uh, Rob, Rob makes a uh, well-advised concern there. I feel like he, he's got one uh, that Pope's not going to be able to be classy when it comes to Tyrus. And Tyrus was there at the end of the match. Uh, 
mouthing off to the Pope, and uh, they had some back and forth. But, uh, well, just your thoughts on on the match, and then also that it, factoring Tyrus into the equation now, and and what he's got up his sleeve. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. I mean, it's everything that that we've we've come to know and love about a television title match, which is you've got a champion like Pope, the caliber of of, of a performer that he is, and then you've got a guy like Sauronaro with all the heart in the world who earned his his spot in that match, and he's overcome some obstacles to even be in the ring tonight. Um, but you know, just to echo what you guys have said, I mean, it, it was mathematical. I mean, Pope is champ for a reason. And uh, Sal, you know, no disrespect towards Sal on his best day, he might have uh, more of a shot. Um, but just because of what unfolded last week with Colby Carino and that um, that terrible, you know, sneak attack and and the injuries that he's sustaining, um, Sal was was not able to to come out on top. But but yeah, I mean, a lot of post match mouthing. I mean, that started last week when Austin Idol declared war on Pope. And, uh, you know, there's obviously an axe to grind and has been for several months going back all the way to last season of power. And, uh, you know, Tyrus and Pope have have a documented history and uh, even a history recently in the NWA. They've had some matches with each other. And uh, sounds like I don't know if Idol's pulled some strings backstage or what he's done. I know he's been in the business long enough to know how things work and to get things done. But, um, you know, it's official that that defense number seven for Pope is going to be against the great American smash Tyrus. And uh, that raises a lot of concerns to go from an injured Sauronaro to defending against a, a not injured Tyrus. Um, that's quite a leap. That's quite a transition for anyone to make. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's definitely a cause for concern coming out of tonight. That's well said, Will. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just, uh, I, I kind of introduced it. So I might as well just jump into the full thing. After a break, we did have Kyle with Austin and Tyrus, or Austin Idol, I should say, and then Tyrus, uh, Jordan Clearwater, Black G's. Uh, Austin says Pope's beaten nobody. And they do, they, uh, meaning Pope, or I'm sorry, meaning Tyrus, uh, would be, they do, uh, what do he say, big league smash mouth wrestling. That's what they're about. And he's facing punks, jabronis, nobodies. And uh, it just, he very much just uh, disregarding, I mean, Pope's challengers for one, and then even more so dis, uh, just disrespecting Pope in this comment. And I'm not sure what the relationship is right now with Black G's and Clearwater. Uh, but what I do know is that they do in this uh, tirade that Austin Idol goes on, uh, they announce that it is official Pope is going to be defending against Tyrus. Uh, so number seven, so it appears, we're waiting on official word, I guess, but so it appears that is going to be Pope's number seven defense is going to be against the uh, the big, the manster Tyrus. Doc, how, how are you feeling about Pope's chances in this one? Well, this is uh, definitely, I mean, he's, you know, I have to take issue. I obviously respect and even venerate Austin Idol and, and uh, have a lot of respect for Tyrus, the great American smash. But when he's saying that he's beaten jabronis and bums, I mean, you got, you got a, a guy like Matt Cross on that list that he's beaten. You know, he, I mean, he, if anybody who's beaten, they, that means they've been on the NWA roster and therefore they're not a jabroni or a bum, <laughs> you know, and now I would say Luke Hawks. I love got, Luke Hawks. He fought tonight. Yeah, Luke Hawks. Fantastic. That's right. So you've got a, uh, he's got a birthday coming up this week too, by the way. 
um oh. luke hawk says on uh june the 8th i believe but uh, anyway um he um yeah now now this is definitely going to be the biggest challenge of the lucky seven and uh you know seven defenses this is this this particular rule is designed to keep the television championship active it's designed to keep it moving towards a direction towards a goal towards a terminus and uh and you get to the seventh and here you are your biggest obstacle yet is in your way can Pope make it past Tyrus? And honestly, man, if he's going in there, uh, you know, classy, like you said, Gary, if he's going to go in there classy against Tyrus, I'm afraid that this quest is coming to an abrupt end. Well, I have a hard time thinking that. I mean, it just – Pope's got to have a different strategy there, right? I don't want to hammer this uh, this whole thing too much, but, I mean, you, you would think Pope would would know. Pope doesn't seem like he's feeling very generous towards Tyrus. Uh, no, not at all. And I mean, that, that's that been apparent just in the war of words uh, between he and, and Austin Idol and, and Tyrus's uh, camp. Apparently now there's uh, Black G's and Jordan Clearwater are part of that. We don't know all the the the, <laughs> the backstage workings with all that, but apparently those guys are part of that crew. And so, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, it's cause for concern. Um, you know, Pope has proven himself over and over. You don't get this far towards the lucky seven without being formidable. And so I think that he he knows what's coming. I think he's going to take it with uh, all of the all of the concern and all of the importance and the weight that he should take into it. Um, and I mentioned earlier, you know, the transition from a guy like Sal to a guy like Tyrus is a completely different game plan. But, you know, Pope Pope's the television champion. He knows what it takes to win in the ring. And he has fought Tyrus once already. And they went to time limit draw and then they fought in a non-title match. But that's he's he's has the experience with Tyrus. So, um, you know, it may be wishful thinking, but I think Pope can come out of it and uh, hit that lucky seven and, um, you know, kind of have both a, a real victory and a moral victory, maybe lay this thing that's going on with Tyrus and Austin Idol to, to rest and finally have, you know, some sort of ultimate victory. It's hard not to be behind Pope right now, just seeing him come so far and uh, just through the pandemic until right now, you, you kind of want to see this story have a happy ending. And so uh, we do wish him the best, or at least I do. I can't speak for Rob, but I know, I know Rob probably doesn't want a Pope versus Nick Aldis at any point, I, I would guess, but. <laughs> I mean that's completely uncalled for. That's com- Nick Aldis <laughs> will take on any challenger at any time and will come out with his hand raised with the belt. Okay, so you about to get me? So I'm trying to be civil tonight. All right, and now all you're right, getting all me right. riled we'll up. We'll hold it down. Civil up to this point. We're 15 yeah. minutes and 40 seconds into the show, Gary, and I'm trying to be on my best behavior because I got the letter from Corgan, uh, you know, about my antics and stuff. So, you know, you about to set me off. It's well, about we don't the need to air all, next of the, all the private business. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> Look how wide I his would eyes never, and I would never, I would never tease you or try to provoke you in any way. Just so we're clear. Uh, you mm, know, mm-hmm. just, okay. Uh, so during the break though, in between those Tyrus segments, uh, one thing I did want to bring up is we got a little teaser package about the, uh, champion series, which is very interesting. I mean, besides the commercial with our pretty faces on it, but, uh, the uh, champion series it says will debut on July twenty seventh. Eight champions, twenty combatants, one prize. Very interesting. That's all the detail we got. We got a little tease of it 
last week, a little bit more this week. I'm sure we'll be having more and more coming out as the days go on. But uh, the champion series and uh, the only thing I can piece together, and I'm curious what you guys are thinking right now as far as what this might be, but it does say eight champions. So I was trying to do the math. I was like, hey, how many? Uh, if I could do the meme of the diagrams going around my head, I was like, there's not eight championships. So that to me spells out, and uh, credit where it's due will help guide me there, is that it did tease last week that current wrestlers and legends could be involved. So these could be legendary status type champions. So uh, very interesting, but uh, just curious. what? Wh- how are you guys feeling about the champion series? What do, what do you think we got going on here? Uh, I, I will be completely honest. Yeah, I helped you piece together that part about the eight champions, but I've got no clue. Um, I'm intrigued because I love a good uh, tournament, a good series. Um, you know, we know it's going to involve points. And, you know, as as they announced today, eight champions, 20 different competitors. Um, that's intriguing to me. I like I like stuff like that. So um, I'm definitely intrigued as far as having any kind of prediction or insight into what's going on. I have no clue. I'm just kind of along for the ride at this point, but I'm excited about it. And one prize, Doc. One prize. Eight champions, 20 combatants, one prize. What What are your thoughts? Put that <laughs> yeah, education yeah. here. Yeah, you said it all right there. See, see, here's the thing, and especially if you guys are new to this post-show, one of the reasons that I'm here is to, is to expose the fact that there are a couple of different I don't want to say factions. I don't like that word, but there are a, a, a couple of forces in the NWA. The NWA is the greatest, most historic, most tradition-laden wrestling entity in the world. I would argue it goes back to the 1830s, even beyond 1905 and George Hackenschmidt and Frank Gotch. Well beyond that. We've got a, uh, we've got a podcast that, that tries to make that point. But anyway, you've got a, a force within the NWA that honors that tradition that uh, represents that tradition. It represents that legacy of upholding the most prestigious crowns in the world. And I'm talking about the Burke and of course, sweet Charlotte, 10 pounds of gold. And that force is led by Camille, by Nick Aldis, by Tom Latimer and by Chris Adonis. And there's another force that in spite of their high and lofty position, directing and and operating and managing this amazing company they don't understand. In fact, there's part of them that hates it, that hates it. And they hate what Nick Aldis and this force that I'm going to call strictly business for lack of a better term represent. And when they talk about one prize, obviously we know that what that prize is, we're talking about the championships. And therefore if conspiracy Corgan's hand is behind this, then what you're seeing is the outworking of Hegelian forces in the NWA. Rob, remember Hegelian your letter. forces. It's corruption. They cut today. I'm gonna say they should call this the conspiracy series champions. The conspiracy rem- series. That does sound cool. <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it does sound kind of fun, honestly. The conspiracy <laughs> series. But uh, Rob, remember your remember our notes that we got. So um, just uh, just keep that in mind. Um, no conspiracies mm-hmm. on the NWA. Not at all. No gerrymandering Joe or Irish Pat Kenny. None of them. All right. Um, next up on the show, uh, I could not have been like this could have main evented any episode of NWA Power. And uh, here we are midway through the show. You've got this amazing tag team battle between Sky Blue and Thunder Rosa taking on Kylie Ray and Serena Deeb. 
we start out, Thunder and Serena are in the ring, which given the last few weeks is, I think, what we were all ready for. We're waiting to see this. Now, uh, oddly, Serena backs down in this situation, and we get Kylie Ray or, uh, yeah, Kylie Ray tagged in. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Loving Kylie Ray, loving seeing her back in action on the NWA. Uh, and, and this totally leads into some exciting wrestling. And, uh, I mean, my major notes here from my perspective would be like, we're seeing this vicious side of Serena. You want to talk about somebody that, uh, playing it classy or being aggressive. Serena is so much more aggressive than we're used to here lately. Like she's, she's turned over a new page in her book, I think. And, uh, only thing worse, uh, for your opponent than a, uh, uh, on fire 100% Serena Deeb is an on fire 100% Serena Deeb that does not care about taking it to you and winning by any means necessary. So that is, uh, that's what these ladies got here. And uh, so as Kylie Ray and Sky Blue are in the ring wrestling, Serena takes the opportunity. Kylie hits a nice uh, Russian leg sweep, locks her in a cross face. Serena Deeb uses this opportunity to run around the ring and pull Thunder down off the apron, smashing her face, and celebrates at the uh, entrance uh, as Sky Blue can't escape that cross face that Kylie has her uh, locked in and has to tap out. And so Serena Deeb and Kylie Ray take the victory here. Um, and speaking of which, so Thunder chases off uh, Serena Deeb, and that's where they ended up. Uh, Kylie does celebrate in the ring. Serena's vicious. I just wanted to also point out, it's also mildly creepy to me seeing how Kylie just smiles all happy while she's forcing a submission on someone. <laughs> that's uh, that's also an interesting aspect of it. But, Will, I'm curious, with this tag team match here, what were your thoughts? Uh, wonderful match. You said it yourself. Could have main evented easily if, if there hadn't have been a, a national championship match tonight. Um, you know, we've got four incredible talents in the ring, and we say it week after week, the NWA has the best top-to-bottom women's division in all of professional wrestling, um, and it's only fitting that we are just inching towards St. Louis and NWA Empower, the first all-women's pay-per-view uh, on August 28th, and so this is uh, just another showcase of that. So I was excited to get to see uh, not only a tag team match, which I love, um, but a tag team match with four of the greatest competitors on the NWA roster. And yeah, a lot of interesting stuff transpiring in this match. You do see that vicious side of Serena Deeb, something that um, we we haven't really seen until the last couple of months, I feel like. Um, and, you know, she was uh, at the podium with Thunder Rosa a couple of weeks ago and was, you know, seemingly very classy and very, uh, you know, well-spoken and, and talking highly of Kylie Ray and, um, and Thunder Rosa speaking highly of Sky Blue. So tonight's obviously the culmination of that. But, uh, yeah, this match was was a hard fought one, man. I mean, there was, there was a lot of ups and downs here. A lot of things that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see, such as, as you mentioned, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, you know, going at it. Um, and, you know, Serena Deeb seemed to be all over the place to try to ensure a victory here and to try to thwart Thunder Rosa from getting any kind of traction. That's not to say Thunder Rosa didn't get traction. She was, she was definitely in control for a lot of this match, but um, you know, ultimately in the end, uh, Serena distracted, held back Thunder Rosa and and Kylie Ray for the second week in a row. Um, you know, is seen getting a victory in the middle of the ring. And uh, as you said, Thunder Rosa chases Serena deep out of the arena, and uh, 
that's certainly not a finished story right there. But it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Doc, I want to get your thoughts on this tag team match, but also I have the thought, uh, I thought of you, uh, oddly enough, uh, while I was uh, checking social media during this matchup and people, a lot of people were sharing Will's sentiments that NWA has the best women's division in professional wrestling. I saw it like all over the place on Twitter. Then you'd have certain people being like, what women's division or what, what are you talking about? Who's in their women's division? And then people would reply like Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Sky Blue, Kylie Ray. You got all these Kizzy Page, Genocide. You just think of all the names, and people are like, "Well, yeah, but like Serena Deeb's not really in NWA; she's at AEW." And I, I, I got to go back through and just reply to all these because what I want to say is, no, listen to Doc Stinson. The NWA is a meta promotion. The key to their women's division is it's anybody who dares step in the ring. That's the fun part of the NWA. It could be. Anybody, their women's division is whoever the hell they want it to be. Anyway, Doc, your thoughts? You're 100% right. Uh, we've said this for, for well over a year now. That's kind of been one of the hallmarks of, of what we preach when it comes to the strength of, of what the NWA offers the world. Um, the NWA is a meta promotion. It is the meta promotion. It's the ring, the one ring that rules them all. And, uh, and so, uh, and I have to applaud the commentary team and in, in what they were saying during this match, they're speaking about NWA empower and what that brings. And they made the point that contract or no contract, anyone who is willing and able is welcome to the NWA. And therefore Serena Deeb, yes, she's all elite wrestling. She is, but she is on the NWA roster. She held that Burke, uh, courageously, um, valiantly, and, uh, you know, speaking to the point you made about her with this new killer instinct, she got acquainted real quick with Camille Brickhouse. And, and therefore, uh, if you're going to survive uh, when the terrain looks like this, you're going to have to have a bit uh, of, uh, of an edge. You're going to have to be a little less classy, a little more killer instinct, definitely prize fighting oriented. But if you want to speak to the strength of this division, if you want to look at the blue chip prospects, the people who are not yet quite established on the main stage, uh, and again, I don't mean this is any slight, but when you're when the young, the the baby birds, as Gary, as, as you like to say, when the baby birds in your division are women like Sky Blue and Kinsey Page, then you have a very very healthy women's division. And it, it, like we've said for the last few weeks, we just woke up one day and suddenly this became the most intriguing exciting and i'd argue best women's division in wrestling uh, and this was i can't add any, any more uh, commentary than than will added he's the tag team expert anyway uh, it was a great match it was a fantastic match but i'm always thrilled when i see you know former world's champions legends and blue chips all in the ring at one time a microcosm of the of the women's division they're at play right before us in a fantastic match great commentary references to mildred burke there from uh from uh, velvet sky um, uh, Tim Storm taking us on a little history lesson through the, the trajectory of women's wrestling from, uh, as Nick Aldis once said, from a punchline to a headline. Um, and uh, kudos to them. Uh, the action was great. The commentary was fantastic in this. Even Joe Galley was on his A game, and I don't like to say that, uh, uh, but I've got to call a spade a spade. So. Well, uh, let's take care of some business here real quick because you brought up something I really wanted to bring up uh, too. Just uh, right off the, uh, you know, just following the chat. One thing I want to cover is uh, 
Guys, tickets are going to be on sale for this event very, very soon. We've we've gotten word. We don't have anything that we could say publicly right now um, and uh, keep our jobs here on the post show. But I can tell you that it's very, very soon. You will be receiving news. So just stay tuned. Make sure you're following the NWA socials. You're going to find out. It's 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 right around the corner. Uh, very, very soon. That's all I can say. Uh, that said, uh, if you're also in the mood and you're not near St. Louis uh, for Empower or NWA 73, uh, T-Mark, the Gathering 2, is happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you guys aren't aware of that, my God, that thing. Rob brought up Kinsey Page there as being one of the great up-and-comers that the NWA is presenting. Well, she has got her very first NWA title shot at the Gathering 2 uh, they're calling it also the Rubble in the Hilton, I believe. And this is on July the 24th. It's actually like a whole weekend of stuff. Like it's July 22nd through July 25th. But on July 24th, there is uh, an actual wrestling event. The other times it's like meet and greets and autograph signings and trade show kind of stuff. But uh, during the wrestling events, Kenzie Page is challenging Camille for the NWA World Championship, the Women's World Championship, and Trevor Murdoch has signed on the dotted line with Nick Aldis and is getting a rematch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, all at the gathering, too. You can also see plenty of other wrestlers in action. Colby Carino is going to be there. So... Lots of folks you're used to seeing on NWA in and out of the brand there. They're going to be at this event. So I encourage you, if you haven't already, July 24th, uh, it's at Hilton University Place in Charlotte, North Carolina. And tickets are on sale right now. I think you go, can go to tmartpromotions.com and you can buy your tickets. That's going to be a big one in Charlotte. If you watch that first episode, which is another thing we should promote, Race to the Chase, episode one dropped on youtube if you haven't seen that you gotta watch that talking about the build and of course the race to the chase uh the historic implications that this whole thing has at uh the chase ballroom st louis missouri um this this whole thing also builds a lot of the tension that you're gonna see between trevor murdoch and nick aldis coming up on uh july 24th so you want to make sure to check all of those things out there's like nwa is back Big time. They are all over the place, and there is already so much stuff to keep up with. So we hope uh, you guys got to check that out. And so the tickets, uh, I see a wrestling soup. Uh, the 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 tickets I mentioned earlier that we're going to get news on are for the Chase Park Plaza show, uh, Wrestling at the Chase. That's all going to be coming out very, very soon. But you can go to T-Mart. The Gathering 2, you can check out tmartpromotions.com and get tickets for that show right now. The Rumble at the Hilton, Kenzie Page versus Camille, Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. So much more at that show. Uh, did I miss anything there, guys? No? All right. Well, also, just if you don't already follow us, we are from a show called This Is Pro Wrestling. We're at TIPW Show on all the things. We'd love it if you came and followed us on our social medias, or go to youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling. You can go there and we're going to, we're working on getting it back. We got caught up in this stuff. So we've been a little bit away from there, but we still are regularly updating our socials and that sort of thing. The YouTube is going to be big. We just uploaded, uh, cause I think it's, uh, you know, doc convinced me that this is a public domain. We just uploaded 
the uh, Pat O'Connor and uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers match from 1961 that just went up there, just celebrated a huge anniversary, what they called the match of the century. That full match is available on our YouTube channel right now. So you guys should check that out. It was a, a big NWA World's Heavyweight Championship change, actually, in that match. And, uh, Doc, I would say it's almost even like you could look back on that match. It was almost, almost in a sense, it's, it leads to the birth of the WWE and like all of those changes. Like it, it really is a has huge historic implications. Yeah, June thirtieth, um, <clears throat> nineteen sixty one, the match of the century. Some consider the greatest match ever wrestled: Pat O'Connor versus Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Obviously, uh, uh, that would not. Uh, be the end of Buddy Rogers, he would win the NWA championship and then lose it to Luthez in, in controversial fashion. Not that the match was, you know, swerved or any kind of weird kind of stuff happening, but uh, typically in those days, matches would be two out of three falls. And because uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers lost the title in a one fall match, the promoters out of the Northeast that really supported uh, Buddy Rogers did not recognize that title change and continue to recognize him as the champion uh, of, of the Northeastern promotions, which ended up becoming the WWF or uh, the WWF and then the WWF and then the WWE. But, you know, and there, and there, that, that's a very truncated cliff notes version of that. There are all, there's, there's lots of intrigue um, surrounding that story, but uh, this is very much part of the history of the NWA because for many years, the N the WWF was in and out of the NWA as an NWA territory. And so that, that history intertwines like every other uh, organization does with the national wrestling Alliance. And that's what we're here to do. You, we'll, we'll, you'll find more stuff like that on, um, on this is pro wrestling uh, on our, uh, on our other channel. And we've got, you know, we've got some great resources out there that are more history and more um, educational oriented. Uh, but, you know, like subscribe, join that stuff, follow. And if you really are into that kind of thing, we've got plenty of it for you. Yeah, thank thank you guys so much for everybody who already listens or follows or watches or whatever. We we are grateful for every single one of you. But and thanks for let uh, you know everybody for letting us take a second to plug our own stuff. Uh, again, it's YouTube.com/slash This Is Pro Wrestling. We're on a, a race for one thousand subscribers there, and uh, but we also have the podcast. You can find it anywhere. This Is Pro Wrestling and uh, socials at TIPW Show. Okay. Uh, so all of that said, I could do this thing that I always do with throw the uh, banner scrolling down there. So if, if you missed it, there it is. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Kyle is at the podium with Crimson and Jax Dane. And uh, spotlight on Jax as he tries to explain to Crimson uh, what's been going on with him lately. Basically, Jax has been a little aloof at certain points and uh, – Last week, Crimson uh, took on Slice Boogie, and uh, you know he beat Slice Boogie down and was going for the chair. Jack stopped him, but I think Crimson was hoping for uh, this to be the end of all of the obstacles in their way for them to advance and become the dominant tag team they always planned on being in the NWA as the War Kings. But uh, Jack has something to tell Crimson. He can't have it be mad because he goes crazy when he's angry. They basically tells him they're BFFs for life. And, uh, but he met someone and, you know, they had a couple of texts back and forth. One thing led to another. And, uh, uh now he seems to have a, another friend and, uh, he doesn't want that to interfere with his friendship with Crimson. That's his wingman. And you never leave your wingman. Uh, but 
Well, he makes Crimson promise not to get mad, and that was probably the best call because he brings out Slice Boogie, and uh, Crimson is non not nonplussed. Is that the word? <laughs> he's uh he's 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 unhappy with that, and uh, you know. Anyway, Crim storms off, and that is the end of that. Uh, just curious, Doc, what you thought about that one? I know you just uh, I just threw to you, and you you gotta. <laughs> No, uh, man, I, I, I just, I'm one of the ones that had such high expectations for the War Kings. And this really, this twist is very unexpected. I don't think any of us saw this develop, you know, six, seven, eight weeks ago as we were waiting for this season of power to unveil that we saw that this kind of um, fraction would happen within what many consider to be potentially one of the great at least most talented and most capable tag teams uh, in the NWA. But I, I couldn't help but think, I was like, man, uh, you know, anytime I've got to break bad news to my wife, I always try to like upsell it. Like I always kind of come at it with her with something big and then draw back like, nah, not really that. It's only this. <laughs> so I was like, if I were coming at Crimson, was I, 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 I was trying to think of what could I tell him? Like, hey, man, look we're splitting up or, or, or something. And then, so he could draw back. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I'm very intrigued by this. I, I don't know quite what the hold is that, that slice boogie has on Jack's Dane. I don't know what the relationship is there, but obviously this is very much tearing at the fabric and the, and the, uh, the, the, even the trust. He asked him, Jack's Dane asked Crimson point blank. If he trusted him, Crimson said yes, but he was hesitant. And so, I, I don't know what to make of this, man. I just all I was thinking was like strategic. I was like, man, gosh, man, you got to find a better way to sell this to him because <laughs> he's <Yeah>. not biting. <laughs> he's not a fan. What do you think, Will? Uh, obviously disheartening. Uh, this has been building for quite some time. We've been speculating even on on this show just that these guys haven't been on the same page. There's been something going on behind the scenes, a little peculiar, and now I guess we kind of know what it what it is what it was what what's going on um the war kings are uh an incredible tag team that you know that jack stain said it they've been they've been to hell and back together they've been through wars in and out of the ring together and um you know my hope deep down is that they can work through this um you know I don't know what I'd do if Gary started texting like rival podcasters and uh, had to like break that to us. You know, I don't, I'm, I have never been in that position. Um, but yeah, you know, this happens. Uh, this happens to friends, to brothers, you know, sometimes, sometimes the, the waters get shaky and, and you work through it. So my hope, obviously, maybe I'm hopelessly optimistic, but um, that they'll work through it and come to some kind of agreement and, um, you know, that it's not, I mean, luckily we didn't see Jack Stain's prophecy come true that Crimson was going to tear down the NWA arena. Um, and he seemed to take the high road at least and just leave um, and not make a scene about it and not make an issue. But this is certainly not resolved by any means. Well, I guess this is an awkward time to bring this up and I want to welcome our special guest, Dave Meltzer. Dave <laughs> oh, Meltzer no. is here. <laughs> I knew you were texting him. Actually, we're forming a new bearded trio. It's Dave Meltzer, who doesn't have a beard. We're working on it. And Sean Ross Sapp. Here he is. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, uh, oh, Gary, don't do that to us. 
Anyway, well, I'm going to throw right back to you here in a second because I want to talk about this interview also since we're just uh, hammering on tag teams. Uh, May Valentine wouldn't be an NWA power or superpower, especially if you don't have some May Valentine, as beautiful as she is. We love you, May. And May is in the back with Kratos. And uh, he says, uh, you know, she asked him a lot about how it feels to hold those titles. He says, no lie. Feels good to be champ with the history in this belt. So seems to have a little, uh, however cool he tries to play it, has a little regard for that history for the NWA tag team titles. But he also says, check his record. This is what he does. The, everywhere he goes, he wins titles. And he even had his NWA shirt where he marked out this very same NWA shirt. He had the, the I can't figure out the way to move my hands. There it is. Just the W, because that's all that matters. The W is uh, the only thing that matters for Kratos. And uh, anyway, uh, so he says, so since he came into the NWA, check that. Since Steven hired him to do a job, uh, yeah, of course, things haven't been great between them always, but they've been winning. And he thinks that Aaron's coming around. He's starting to see the light on how this thing works. And uh, May, always with the challenging questions, she does jump in with a uh, direct a direct answer or asking for a direct answer. Truth only. Does Kratos respect Stevens? And Kratos says, I guess you could say I like him okay. Uh, but respect is earned. And so uh, still a little weirdness there, it feels like, with the tag team champs. But, I mean, it is very much what Doc's always told us, Will. It's, it's, Kratos is a businessman. He's there. He's a hired he's an, a, a hired assassin, and that's what he does. Uh, so I'm just curious what your thoughts are, Will. Uh, you know, it's hard to argue with anything Kratos said in, in this um chat he had with May Valentine. Um, and again, kudos to May for asking the tough questions. I don't, I don't know if I would have the guts to sit there and ask Kratos if he, who he respected or didn't respect. So props to her for that. Um, but yeah, you know, again, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, he's, uh, this is probably the most on the same page we've seen the tag champs since the night that they won the tag team titles. So that's encouraging. Um, and you know, I, I, this might be a, a, a change of pace for me and things I've said in the past and doc, you can hold me to it, but you know, I, I don't think they have to like each other. I, I, I do think they need to respect each other. And Kratos didn't say he didn't respect Stevens. He said that's something that's earned. So either Aaron Stevens is in the process of earning that respect. Cause Kratos did mention that, you know, they're starting to see more eye to eye as of late. And, and Aaron Stevens is starting to come around from his perspective um, and so he didn't say he hasn't earned his respect. He was just stating the fact that respect must be earned. So obviously dream scenario for me is that the tag champs respect each other. Um, they don't have to like each other. They don't have to be best friends, um, but they have to work together to accomplish a, a, a united goal, which Kratos mentioned. So uh, I've got no problem with anything Kratos said. I think that, um, that that's good. I'm glad he had a platform to say it. I'm glad uh, May Valentine was there to ask him the questions that, you know, we all are probably too afraid to ask him. So props to her. Doc, I'm just curious as we throw to you there, um, just, you know, I'm, I'm with Will. I, I, I don't see any problem with this necessarily. I guess we're just all used to seeing tag team champs that are like, you know, you travel the road together, you do everything together, you you know each other's families, all of those things. And that does not seem to be the tag team that we have 
with Kratos and Stevens. Is that sustainable? And I guess just on a side note, do you know, are, are there references that you can think of of other teams that you would consider had been like that? Uh, do we have anything to about, like, you know, compare this to? Sure, yeah, there, there, there are examples. I mean, you think uh, no further than the Four Horsemen, where certainly you had a core there. You had a very tight core that was centered around the personalities of mainly Ric Flair and Arnold Anderson. But then uh, other positions, even Tully's position, was something of a revolving door. It was more of a client relationship. And the best, uh, the best um, example I can think of really would be Lex Luger, who was brought in as an alternate, then hired as a member. And then when he no longer served the purposes and interests and when they felt like the relationship was no longer benefiting the organization, uh, and that would be you know the Four Horsemen and, and J.J. Dillon or whatnot, then he was removed and, and replaced with uh, uh, Barry Windham and and uh, a whole revolving door of other uh, persons. There were all there was always a core there, but then the other positions were very much auxiliaries. They were very much hired guns, and uh, I, and I know this analogy is not going to carry over exactly, but essentially that's what you've got with with Aaron Stevens and Kratos. You've had, and I've I've said this from the beginning. I've been the one among the three of us saying, "Look, it's okay, guys." They're not buddies. They're not, you know, doing embroidery classes together. They're not, you know, (laughs) they're not blood brothers. They're not going to pool parties. They're not fishing buddies. They have a contractual agreement to win, and that's what they've been doing. Now, what what I appreciate about what Kratos is saying is that I think Kratos is acknowledging uh, that Aaron Stevens appreciates what he's doing now, where there was a time when Aaron Stevens wasn't so happy with Kratos's methodology but now, you know, he's saying, look, I hired you to win, to, to sustain and maintain this gold. You've done that, and he can appreciate that. So I think that's you're seeing some you're seeing some gelling going on, which happens when people work together for a long. I mean, let's be honest, the three of us, we don't ever talk outside of this. You know, when we hang up tonight, it's at 8.15 or whatever, that's done. We won't see each other for another week. You know, so well, strictly- Gary, Gary, and I, Gary and I hang out. But, yeah, no, for you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but you get my point. You get my point. Name is except Doc Sensen, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, now there are there are analogies, it's happened before. There have been, uh, you know, you think of the Russians, the Russians would often recruit someone to come in. Uh, in fact, uh, Crusher Khrushchev was recruited, and then you had the Russian assassin that was recruited. Um, and and uh, you know, you it's not uncharted territory. Is it the norm? No, but it has been done with success before. Hmm, interesting. And well, shout uh, out to Mae Valentine again, who is asking the great questions. She She's one of the great bright spots uh, week after week. Uh, her questioning, again, I think, Will, you just said it. She asked the questions that everybody else is afraid to ask. She doesn't care. She'll ask her, do you respect Aaron Stevens? We're all thinking it, right? Well, if I was only half as lovely as May, maybe I wouldn't be afraid to ask. So that's a, but, but credit where it's due. May Valentine, you fantastic woman. You're, you're doing an excellent job. Am I gushing too much? I feel like I'm gushing too much. Anyway, May, we're, we think you're okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk some more tag team action here as, uh, El Rudo, uh, and his team, uh, including Hawks Airy, that's Luke Hawks, PJ Hawks. Uh, fantastic uh, three-man team there taking on La Rebellion. And you might be asking yourself, who can La Rebellion be recruiting at this point? Because 
all they've done is just like constantly come into the NWA and just like kind of crap on what everybody else is doing, telling you you're not real tag team wrestling. You don't know anything about it. Like we're serious. We're here to win the belts. This is what we do. Well, guess they found somebody because they brought in, of all people, Homicide. And oh my God, I mean, if you thought that they couldn't get more dangerous or like scary that you include homicide in their team. Well, now it's just ridiculous. And, uh, well, it paid off for him because, uh, I I guess I should point out Aaron Stevens was on commentary, uh, of this matchup and his chair still didn't work, which is unfortunate. He uh, said he found an apple cart, which I can verify from, uh, being in the studio at the time was true. He really did get like some, or not a, a cart, a crate. He got like a crate. He sat down, uh, because his chair kept sinking. But anyway, He's he's actually admitting now, uh, as for as lighthearted as he can be sometimes, he is saying he is not a fan of La Rebellion, that they've been coming in talking all that crap. And he, you know, he'd love to see them try for the NWA tag team titles. But uh anyway, uh all I know to say here is all over the place, great combinations, teamwork, these guys uh under NWA lucha rules put on a hell of a performance. Uh, but basically, I mean, Homicide did exactly what he came to do. He ends up diving out of the ring at one point, taking out everybody uh, except for Luke Hawks, who is unfortunately for him in the ring with La Rebellion. And uh, that leads to him getting hit with the Mark of the Beast and the one, two, three. Uh, La Rebellion and Homicide with the big win here in this six-man tag. So can't imagine La Rebellion is going to be... Uh, Shutting up anytime soon as far as what they think their status is amongst the tag teams of the NWA. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I mean, I was racking my brain thinking of, you know, when when I heard that we have a six-man tag, La Rebellion, with a mystery partner, I'm sitting here thinking, who on earth in, in that locker room would they be in the good graces of <laughs> enough to, to pull into a tag team? I mean, they've pretty much just run over everybody that's been – in their way and even not in their way since coming to the NWA uh, back at Winter Shadows Fall. And uh, yeah, they surprised me partnering up with Homicide. We haven't seen him in in a while in the NWA arena. And so it was cool to see him in there, but then with the quick realization that like, oh man, he is on this team and these guys are not putting up with any crap. And uh, they did exactly what they came to do. And that was dominate this match wreak havoc in a lucha rules uh match as was expected um and they came out on top because that's that's their sweet spot that's where they that's where they shine um and to do all of this in front of one half of the nwa tag team champions aaron stevens sitting there at commentary um and yeah you're right he admits you know as as I probably would if I was in his position, you know, I'm not that big of a fan of La Rebellion. Um, uh, I current, I per, I personally am, but he, I can see how he would not be. Um, and you know, after seeing what we saw tonight and seeing their ability week after week to come in and just wreak havoc on tag teams and just whoever, um, and to make their stake their claim last week that they're here to to quit the mockery of what's going on in the tag team division. Um, I'd be pretty scared if I was Aaron Stevens. Now, Aaron Stevens is a professional. He's been in this business a long time. Um, so he's probably got a leg up on me in that area. But 
Yeah, I mean, he he you said it yourself. I mean, he put it out there. If they're trying to come after the titles, let's do it. So I'm just hoping we see that match sometime soon. Back your thoughts? Oh, uh, make no mistake about it. That match is coming. I mean, that's it, it's it's almost it's it has this sense of inevitability. Again, you you provided great analysis. I don't have much to add to it. Um, other than I appreciated again the commentary and, and the discussion at the end with Aaron Stevens about how obviously uh, they recognize that they're gunning for those belts and that they'll be ready, that it won't be easy, but they'll be ready. And uh, you just got to acknowledge the, uh, uh, the the reality that settled upon Aaron Stevens. The other thing I got to say is we got to get this man a chair that works um, because <laughs> none of his none of his stools seem to work uh, there in the studio, and it's a uh, you know, it's got to be frustrating for him. But great match, man. This team is horrifying. Uh, and like Will, it's one of those teams that, you know, they, they give me Road Warrior vibes. They just look brutal. And uh, seeing Homicide out there, he's one of my all-time favorites. Um, and uh, got mad respect for him. Now seeing him dealing with the devil, as it were, man, everybody, everybody in the NWA needs to take notice, especially if you hold a tag team championship. Well said. Um, so then finally we move into our main event of the evening, and then we're going to throw to the chat here and see what you guys have to say. But JTG taking on Chris Adonis for the national title. Uh, Trevor Murdoch out here on commentary on this one as he has great regard for the national championship. And uh, here we go. Uh, Adonis, uh, I mean, basically – what what can he say? I mean, it's back and forth matchup, just two great wrestlers taking it to each other toe to toe. And it is just a it's everything I wanted it to be, just a classic wrestling bout between these two. I hope that if you didn't see it, you go back and check it out. Or uh maybe the NWA, like they've been doing lately, will feel it deem it worthy of going up on the YouTube for free just so people could see the exact kind of smash mouth prize fight wrestling that the NWA has to offer. That was this match. Uh, these two took each other to the limit, uh, but at the end, Adonis slaps on that master lock. JTG almost gets out. Like he works his way at least almost enough to get to the ropes, and Adonis, unfortunately, just uh, lets go up to beat him down some more and slap it back on. Chris Adonis is uh, relentless when it comes to putting that master lock on someone. If he gets you in there, you are almost certainly doomed uh, just right then and there. Robert King goes for three arm lifts on JTG, but at that time, right, right after one, Fred Rosser comes down to the ring, who promised to be by JTG's side during this matchup in case of the interference from Strictly Business, and uh, he basically throws in the towel for JTG or so it seems, just tells ref Robert King to stop the match, it's over, let him go, that's it, and Robert King, for whatever reason, uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to Robert King about what what made this decision happen, but calls the match, and there it is. Chris Adonis regains the NWA National Championship, and uh, obviously some some interesting things going on at the end of this here. Trevor trying to get a word with Fred Rosser, uh, has the awareness to ask for a... uh, uh, a mic and and sort of saying like you know what are you, what are you doing here this man needs to be the one that gives up or is done not you stepping in for him and fred rosser stating that he's trying to save his his buddy and uh it's just a lot of confusion there towards the end but one thing is not 
Uh, part of that confusion is Chris Adonis is the NWA national champion. And so uh, I know Rob's got a lot to say about this, but Will, I'm going to throw to you first and uh, just your thoughts. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the celebration and the validation of everything Rob's been saying for the past few weeks uh, in a second. But I will say uh, if if you're on the fence about whether or not to subscribe to NWA Power on Fight TV, this match alone was well worth the the price of of the the NWA Power subscription. This is the kind of stuff that you get week after week. But this match was two powerhouses, two guys that were hungry for gold. And uh, I'll go ahead and say this too. You know, before before Rob has a chance to say it, I'll give you props, Rob. Uh, strictly business was not a factor in this match, and that was honestly surprising to me. Um, but a very respectable part of this match is that Chris Adonis um, got to the end of this match, got the master lock locked in not once but twice, and and reapplied it. Um, you know, with no outside interference. And and there was never a doubt that Chris Adonis should be in that match or that he's worthy of, of being in that match. But, um, you know, this was, man, it was just one of those matches that all throughout, I was like, man, this could go either way. And I could totally see either of these guys carrying that title. Um, and at the end of the day, kind of surprisingly, we've got Fred Rosser coming out and, and throwing in the towel. And, you know, I'm kind of with Trevor. I, I You know, he's... I feel like this has happened a lot in this episode, but he he was kind of our surrogate in this situation, like asking what we were all thinking. It's like, hey, why did you do this? You got to let him finish the the match like a man and let him let him be the one that gives up. And uh, you know, you got Fred on one side of the arena talking, and then they cut to uh, JTG getting out of the ring saying, "I never gave up. I never gave up. I never gave up." So I have no idea if this is going to cause a rift in their friendship. Um, we've seen this happen, you know, in, in wrestling matches before where somebody's upset that they lose a match because somebody threw in a towel and they weren't ready to give up. Um, but regardless, and, and I know this is where we're headed with Rob, uh, congratulations to Chris Adonis, the rightful NWA national champion. Uh, tonight is your night. Your hand is held high and uh, you are back with that belt. So congrats to Chris Adonis. Are you going to throw what? it to me, Gary? I just, figured, yeah, I just figured at this point <laughs> the excitement would take over and you would jump right in, so I didn't need to do anything. Okay, okay. Always making assumptions. You know what they say about people that assume, right? They make an sure. ass out of you. Life month. Okay. They make an un uneducated guess that may or may not be true. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this straight. Let's get this straight here. Chris Adonis is a one-time national champion. He was the national champion yesterday. He was the national champion last week. He was the national champion since the day he won it when he beat Trevor Murdoch for it. I like the good little comment that Trevor Murdoch says on commentary. By the way, why is Trevor Murdoch on commentary in the first place? That's neither here nor there, but he makes the good little comment. Oh, don't forget I beat you, Chris. Oh, really? Is that right? Well, last I checked, he beat you, Trevor. He beat you, and he has been the champion since then. This was not him claiming a championship that did, he didn't have. This was him asserting his prerogative and right over a championship that was always his. So first of all, he is a one-time national champion. This was just a night of the office for uh, Chris Adonis. And I have to appreciate your acknowledgement, Will, that strictly business played no factor in this match. This was Chris Adonis going out, showing him why he is part of strictly business because he's one of the most elite uh, most athletic, most promising, and most talented uh, professional wrestlers in the game. 
But you know who was a factor? Trevor Murdoch was a factor. Trevor Murdoch was out there. You know who else was a factor? Joe Galley was a factor. Joe Galley is a factor, and Trevor Murdoch are a factor in, in, in swerving public opinion and putting out disinformation. Uh, what did uh, uh, what the, the comment that Joe Galley made? Oh, yeah, you, the, he relinquished the title. Speaking about Chris Adonis, he relinquished the title so that Nick Aldis wouldn't have to face you, and it backfired. I'm like, there are so many errors of fact and fallacy in that assumption and that assertion. It is just, I cannot believe that this guy is treated as a credible broadcast journalist. I cannot believe it. hes I gave him props earlier, so you know that I can be unbiased here. This isn't bias coming through. This is me, as I always do, call a spade a spade. You have Trevor Murdoch and, and Joe Galley trying to spin the story, trying to paint the picture and sway a uh, uh, public opinion against Chris Adonis, the rightful national champion. And now after this little excursion, after this little exercise against JTG, there can be no doubt Chris Adonis is your national champion. Now, we have Fred Rosser come out at the end. I don't know why he's out there. But what does he do? He toes the party line, doesn't he? What's he say to Trevor Murdoch? Oh, uh, you know, we'll 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 get him once a day. You know, we'll get him when strictly business aren't around. Trying to make it again, like everybody tries to make it about strictly business. Chris Adonis won this match. It was a one-sided match. It was a lopsided match. It was a devastating match, and uh, there can be no uh, no denying where Chris Adonis stands in the pecking order. Now, that opens up a number of questions that I'm sure you guys have. But tonight, Strictly Business own essentially all of the gold, essentially all of it, at least all the gold I, that matters. We couldn't get through like your analysis without bringing attention to the things that we disagree on sometimes. Like We couldn't just say like nobody was a factor in this match up until the end. And at, at worst, it was Fred Rosser. At best, it was a misunderstanding. It was. Uh, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? You have, you have, you have Joe Galley and Trevor Murdoch. Why is Trevor Murdoch out there? He has no business. Neither out there. one of them did not, anything in this matchup. They didn't no, do anything got, to Chris they're, Adonis. They're, they they're playing the propaganda game. They're out there. They're out there. All this talks about the puppet master. He's the puppet master. You know, Billy Corgan's a puppet master too. He's out there. Uh, you know, pulling the strings of public opinion with this guy with gerrymander Joe. What did anybody now, say that exactly that that was propaganda? What 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 did any of what, them say that wasn't true? Did you not hear? He said just he said Chris Adonis relinquished the title so that Nick Aldis wouldn't have to face you, and it backfired. That is a bold faced lie. It's a lie, and both of you know it. Chris Adonis did relinquish the title. And it did backfire. Now, his motivations, you know, Joe's applying his old motivations there, I guess. But he definitely did uh, relinquish the title in order to get an opportunity to face Nick Aldis. And that nah. did backfire. That those you're, are you're, the, you're the kind of person, Gary, you're the kind of person who says, oh, uh, you know, tornadoes have a tendency to hit trailer parks because trailer mobile homes suffered terrible that, that that's the kind of you 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 confuse I uh i don't even know what you're doing there now you my point is you do not know anything about induction or deduction you don't know anything about propositional logic you're just towing the line because they paint 
you know, they, they throw up smoke. They offer you Kool-Aid. You read the, the images and the smoke that you see and you drink the Kool-Aid. You cannot see past a minute. You can't see a week behind you. You don't know. Oh, they he, he relinquished the title. Why? Why did he relinquish the title, Gary? So he could enter the Why battle re- royal to become the opponent for Nick Aldis. Boom. The battle royal. Now we're getting at it. Why was there a battle royal? Because they were deciding who the opponent for Nick Aldis was going to be. But we already had an opponent, right? We already had a number one contender, right? Isn't that the way it works? Unless, unless you want to get this belt off of Aldis. Unless you've got an ulterior motive, okay? Chris Adonis didn't relinquish the title. He came to the defense of his organization. He came to the defense of the NWA. In fact, he upheld the integrity of the national championship. Yeah, he did but, not allow, but he if did he not wanted- allow the national title to be a chip, to be a pawn. That's what he did. And tonight he's the national champion. That's all so, you got to know, Gary. So he could have he could have established himself as the number one contender and said, I'm challenging for the title, but he wasn't doing that as part of Strictly Business. He was just kind of hanging on to it. And You don't know what he would have done because he was never given the opportunity. I mean, he could have done it from day one when he won the belt, and he didn't do it. You don't I'm sit saying. there and tr- don't, don't, don't try to presume some- to put yourself in the thought process of Chris Adonis. Or any other member of Strictly Business. There's only one man on this panel right now that knows how they operate and think, and that's me. Okay, Thank so I'm you, telling Kyle. you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I could I could say I to, I, it's, it's safe to say here to that there's one man in all of this who knows how they operate. Uh I don't know. I mean, I, I think Will and I have a pretty good handle on it. It it just uh we disagree. No, I think you've got your. I works. think you've got, you've got your, you, you've got your head up someone's fourth point of contact is what it is. You're buying into. Again, man, I got the letter. I didn't want to say it, but I can't resist, man. You, you guys are part. You mm. guys are. You guys. I see Nick Aldis is in the chat right now, just saying it all boils down to one man, Conspiracy Corgan. He is desperate for strictly business to suffer, but once again, we have the top three titles in the NWA, and that's fine. Nobody's disagreeing with that. We walked all the way through this show, not disparaging strictly business once. Talked about Chris. You had no reason to. I know we did. We did it. I didn't. The point. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't cheat, steal, or kill. Give me a pat on the back. There's no, no reason I'm to disparage saying, strictly business for any reason, period. All I'm saying is, is that if anybody is worthy of criticism in this instance, and, and it goes completely against your narrative, is why did Robert King call the match at the request of Fred Rosser? That's what I'm curious about. So if there was a conspiracy in the NWA against Chris Adonis yeah. and or strictly business. That's a real weird way for you to act about it. You know, like that's, I just feel like that's, that's well, I, I, listen, the, listen, no. I don't know. I don't know what drew Fred roster out there, but I'm going to tell you this right now. And will you need to back me up on this? Cause I think you'll agree whether Fred roster had come out or not. JTG was a beaten man. He was done. That match was over with or without Fred roster. Okay. And, and, and on top of that, Chris Adonis came into this match as the champion. He didn't win a title tonight. He was the champion already. I Yeah, I 
I've never seen anyone escape from from one master lock, let alone a master lock being reapplied like that. So I'm not going to say you're wrong, uh, and I'm not going to assume anything there. Uh, Gary, you bring up an interesting point, though, and not to fuel the 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 conspiracy train here, but you guys know I love a good conspiracy. We do have Rob Robert King, the lead official for the NWA, now in two kind of controversial calls that both have benefited strictly business. Now I'm not I'm not implying anything. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not I'm just gonna say, listen, if if you can call conspiracy a conspiracy, so can we. And that is a little peculiar. And I had not even had that thought, Gary, until you just now mentioned it. This is the second time we've seen Robert King make a decision. Now, I don't know the inner workings of that and whether or not Fred Rosser even really has the, I mean, I don't know if anybody can just walk out and throw in the towel for anybody else or if he had pre-approved permission to do that or what, but that's an I interesting point. You can't Gary. do that. Of course, you can't do that because any wrestler could just walk in at any point and be like, "I throw in the towel for this guy." That would be garbage. So why would Fred Rosser be able to do it for JTG? Rob, I'm not saying that JTG wasn't a beaten man, but to my point is the same as as Trevor's. I think here, and and probably what Will would think is that it's up for it to be an official into the match. Like that arm has to drop three times. JTG has to say. I'm done. I've had enough. It has to be one of those ways. That's the way it works. It doesn't work for some outside person to walk in and say, just stop the match. It's over. That's where JTG's going to have the problem. And to Will's point, this is the second time now in favor of Strictly Business, Robert King has made a decision that directly benefits them. He's speechless. I don't... No, 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 no. I'm not speechless. I'm trying to process. There's so many, again, as I said before, there's so many errors of fact and fallacy in what you said. I, we can beat around the bush about this, and we can go all day. I just want to know why you guys can't acknowledge the fact that Chris Adonis came out there and put on a superb showing. He, I said, oh, that. I said that right at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody nah, said, man, Chris so Adonis was a, there was a slant on the way you said it, though. There was a slant <laughs> on the way you said it. You're like, oh, we can't wait for to, – to, you know, for – for Rob to be able to gloat and, and adulate and, to, and and this and that, you always you always make it about something else, man. You can never just give the man props. You can never just acknowledge the fact that, by the way, not one point at one point did you say because it's got to be me that says it right. Not a single one of you acknowledged the fact that we're only ten days away from one thousand days in the greatest championship reign of the modern era. Not one of you have pointed out that. Not one of you. And you've not yet said congratulations, Chris Adonis. Congratulations, Strictly Business. You've got the top we, three. I, think we I literally did say that. I literally, in the we, rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Yeah, you I said it with a smirk, though. You said it with a smirk on your face. Chris, you said it with a smirk Chris on your face. I was going to say, well, I feel like that literally was said. And, and Nick of... Aldis hasn't come up except for being in the chat because he knew you because he's obviously participating in the post show as a good. Uh, NWA champ would. And uh, anyway, my point is, is that Nick Aldis was not part of this discussion. We were discussing this specific matchup and I'm not trying, listen, I'm not trying to disparage Robert King in so much that I think there necessarily is a conspiracy. It's just that the evidence is as much there. And I think this is Will's point too. The evidence is as much there as it is for any of the other garbage that you're spouting off. And if there was a conspiracy, 
against strictly business, why do these decisions keep directly benefiting them? What decisions keep benefiting them? The world Winning title matches, match with Trevor Murdoch. The decisions by which great this champions defeat opponents by the nature of the case benefit the victors. Okay? This industry by necessity benefits strictly business. Why? Because they're winners. They win, they win, they win. That's all they know how to do is win. They can't lose. And so, yes, it benefits them. But the very fact that you sit here and and pretend to be a, an objective broadcast journalist and you will bring up the potential of conspiracy with referee Robert King. Why bring it up if you're not trying to plant that seed? You just planted the seed and now Gary's running with it. I guarantee you wake up tomorrow morning and half these jokers in the chat are going to be preaching that. And it started right here. You spread the, you planted the seed. You disparage not only the greatest, the greatest wrestling organization the greatest collective assembly of wrestling talent in strictly business and the senior official, all with a straight face, all within the span of five minutes. And you respect no. yourself and you respect yourself doing it. That's a what's, shame. What's and hard, I'm probably, to probably going to be fired from this after I had to, because we got the letter, they told me to tone it down, and now I'm probably, I'm probably going to be fired. I don't think I don't think that that's going to happen considering uh, three uh, of the NWA's champions right now uh, would be all aboard with everything you're saying right now. They're, you know, so I think you're fine. Uh, even even quote unquote conspiracy Corgan probably has to acknowledge that some, but I'm just saying the evidence is as much there as it's not for your conspiracy against strictly business. I think that that's, you guys are, you know, if anything, I feel like I'm trying to bring it back down to earth, but then you start going off on some kind of rant, like you're hosting some no, weird ass YouTube show evidence of, talking about saying you know, this is evidence of a conspiracy, a, a pro conspiracy. strictly business conspiracy is like saying, Oh, I saw a hoof prints. It must be a unicorn. There's evidence of a unicorn because there's hoof prints. That's exactly what it is. You're, you're creating something that doesn't exist in order to disparage good, honorable champions. God, you're so right, Rob. I mean, God, just assuming conspiracies because things don't go your way. You're right. I don't even know why Nick Aldis has to speak on the show anymore. All he needs to do is show up and go to the ring. That's like really all he has to do. Like it's because Rob is like, so it's, it's as though he is Nick Aldis's own puppet, just like the hand, just like now nah. right there moving the mouse. Nick Aldis doesn't need a puppet. You know why? Cause Nick Aldis goes in and executes. I love the quote. He said, when, what do he say? He said, I know the difference between good and great. And when I'm good, I, I freaking get mad because I only settle for great. And that's what he's done time after time after time. That's what Chris Adonis does. That's what Tom Latimer does. That's what Camille does. And you guys just don't want to acknowledge it. You've got to, you've got to have, you've got to have an out and your out is, Oh, now it's Robert King is conspiring. Uh, now Fred Rosser's whatever you got your, your capacity, your capacity for delusion astonishes me. Al Slavinsky, I see you in the chat, and you keep talking about Rob being the next NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if you've seen the amount of cohesiveness that's happening between the real World Heavyweight Champion and Doc Stinson right now. There's not a chance in hell that those two guys will be 
competing in a match against each other. Um, the you know, Rob, sometimes you're good, sometimes you're great, and uh, today you're the reason God invented the middle finger. I feel like I just I cannot <laughs> deal <laughs> with with this. Like just that you won't even acknowledge how ridiculous you sound. But here we are, and and you've got all your buddies, all all your friends, and strictly business, and you know that's fine. It's 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 okay. We're gonna keep watching, and you know what? Come up coming up on July twenty fourth. Nick Aldis isn't gonna have strictly business around. He's gonna be in a ring with Trevor Murdoch, defending the world heavyweight championship. There it is. Again. There it is. He's not gonna have strictly business around, as though that were a necessity. Well, it certainly was last time. Yeah, uh, we're gonna rehash. We're gonna rehash. Okay, man, this is a how much time I just we, now. Now my only question there? is who, my only question is who's the official for that match? I want to know that now. Who's it going to be? <laughs> is Robert King going to rumble at the Hilton? I don't know. They don't usually promote you, the officials. I don't know, but if 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 he's in that match, I'm gonna tell you it's gonna be right down the middle, just like it always has been. Perfect. Okay. Well, and I, and I say, you know, I, now that I say that, Camille will obviously be there. The insurance policy. I wonder how she got that name. Uh, the insurance policy will be there uh, defending her women's championship against Kid. Tell us Cage. how she got that name, Gary. Tell uh, you. See, that's what you did. If you're watching, guys, this is what he does. Go he ask me a question just keep talking. He throws his little jabs in. Like, as though there's not a credible answer for it. As though there's not an insurance policy against a deck that was attempting be, to be stacked against him. That's what it was. It was to level the playing field. And that's the thing about Strictly Business is you will talk about privilege and this and that, and they've, they've got all this, and they've got this, uh, you know, all, all these things working in their favor. They've also always had to work against a deck being constantly stacked, stacked against them, always. <laughs> they've always had to work against the grain, against the tide, Always. Well said, Ryan. I mean, this is obviously why Doc Sits's name is first on the assistant producer list. Uh, definitely can see that. My name and perhaps Will's name will be removed uh, here, here, here to, here to Ford or whatever. <laughs> Hitherto. Hitherto. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Al, Doc does not need to be the referee. That is the last thing that needs to happen for the world's championship. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure, but I do know for a fact that Doc will be there. So if you've never met Doc Stinson, along with Nick Aldis, Camille, uh, Kenzie Page, Colby Carino, Trevor Murdoch, they're all going to be uh, at the gathering too at uh, the Hilton University place in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's on July 24th. I mean, it's an all-weekend event, but you can at least just go there for July 24th and see all this matches. Camille defends against Kinsey Page. Nick Aldis defends against Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Kobe Carino's in action. Who knows who else? I got to look this thing up and see it, but it's at teammartpromotions.com. You can still get tickets there, and uh, that's going to be a hell of an event. I'll be there, and I know Doc will be there. I think Will's on his anniversary weekend. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that uh, we're we're definitely gonna be there, and I'm sure. And you might get an extra special match between me and Doc if uh this kind of stuff keeps happening. I guess, mm. <laughs> well, at least a shouting match between the two of us. <laughs> we love each other, but I'm sure we'll sit on opposite sides of the ring and yell, 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 dirty things. Oh, so well. Oh look, we just got more viewers. Uh, oh, now they went down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nick Aldis in the chat saying, I'll be there to carry Trevor's bags. You know? Whatever. Yep. The only person with baggage I'm... here is Doc. That's that's what I feel like. He's just he's hung up on you, Nick. And you're just encouraging it. It's, it's disturbing. Uh, what do you guys fish together? Are you guys buddies? Like y'all, y'all go bowling together? Or you just call the world champion Nick? Like, hey, Nick, I believe that's Mr. <laughs> Aldis to you. Well, champ. Uh, I'll, I'll stick to champ. Or champ. Yeah. We'll go with that. You're right, Rob. I, I apologize. Yeah, pizza parties. <sighs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be fun. So Nicole's going to have a pizza party at Aldis Manor. Uh, you'd like to know. Well, we you? should probably ra- We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, I guess we were talking about pizza parties. That's usually the sign. Like, hey, guys, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. Seriously, though, thank you guys for joining us. We are grateful to everybody for joining the post show, everybody who listens later. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, hope you enjoyed NWA Superpower tonight. It was a big deal. And uh, just for the benefit of uh, First Alight Rob Stinson, congratulations to Chris Adonis for being the new NWA national champion congratulations for pope for win number six he is off to the lucky seven one more and that guy's going to be challenging nick aldis and notice how rob's uh tone changes then um but that out of the way lots of great stuff this week if you have anything for us we're at tipw show youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling make sure you're following all of the nwa socials that ticket information for the chase is coming out very, very soon. And ticket information is right now at tmartpromotions.com. If you want to go to the Gathering 2 in Charlotte and see two huge NWA title defenses. Uh, guys, you have anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap this thing up? I don't think so. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, echoing what Gary said, check us out. And in our show, we'll be ramping some some pretty cool stuff up soon. We have a Discord you can join if you want to carry over this conversation 24 hours a day. Uh, it's a great respectful wrestling community. So come join us. Right. Don't forget to uh, to go over to uh, at TIPW on all the socials. Make sure you join our uh, uh, our YouTube channel. We've got lots of fantastic resources there. Um, when, when you're dealing with an entity like the NWA that's rooted in history, a lot of what we talk about in the past is relevant in the present and things that are important to the sport come up periodically throughout history. And we're seeing that right now in 10 days. Um, for those of you who aren't aware or who are new to this in 10 days, you're going to witness something uh, that you may never see again in your lifetime. It may never happen again, just the way that the, the sport has changed and, and just the nature of the business uh, you're going to witness the 1,000th day of, uh, of the reign of an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, the greatest reign of our modern era. And I think we can all set animosity aside. And however he got there, we can all acknowledge, the three of us, the singular importance of this event. Uh, and every day that passes, he makes history. And so, um, you know, that comes up quite a bit in our, in our, in our stuff over on This Is Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, history is important. Uh, prize fighting is important. And the National Wrestling Alliance uh, epitomizes that and does it better than anybody else, and it's very much alive and well. Uh, and so make sure you go over there and give us some love. Uh, stay part of the conversation. Enjoy the history. Enjoy the lessons. And uh, join us, of course, every uh, every Tuesday night here around 7.05 to 7.15 or thereabouts. <laughs> we love you guys. And while you're enjoying all of those things, make sure that you enjoy your gravy cake.